So Esther Hicks said something I found to be wonderfully wise. She said, I can complain or I can appreciate. I can find fault or I can look for positive aspects. I can worry about something or, or I can look forward to something. I can remember things that irritated me or I can remember things that pleased me. I can look, look for your flaws or I can look for your positive aspects. And in every moment in time, I've got, got a upstream or downstream choice. Mary Manning Morrissey said this. She said, one way we know we are aligned with the life force that is God is that we feel more and more alive. She says, notice what gives you aliveness and what diminishes you deadens and numbs you so that you only skim the surface of life. Begin to say yes to what quickens and energizes you, to that which brings you joy and gratitude. And from Neil Donald Walsh, we have this. Thought is pure energy. Every thought you have ever had and ever will have is creative. The energy of your thought never dies ever. It leaves your being and heads out into the universe, extending forever. A thought is forever. We stand right now today at the precipice of a new physical creation. This precipice is present at every nanosecond of the day. And all this new physical creation shall become and will become has already been predetermined by the sum total, the sum total of the thoughts and the energy that we choose to create and maintain within our consciousness. Remember, Hicks said, I can complain or I can appreciate. I can find fault or I can look for the positive. She's saying, I can choose to direct my thought to a more positive, feel-good feeling, or I can choose to direct my thought to a more negative, feel-bad Morrissey's direction was, begin to say yes to that which quickens and energizes, to that which brings joy and gratitude. Want to know how to say yes always to all that quickens and energizes you, that brings you joy? To do so, to say yes, by only allowing your attention to focus on all that quickens, energizes you, brings you joy and gratitude. The focus of your consciousness is saying to source, yes, I want more. Yes, I want more. It's just like, what was his name, little Oliver Twist? Right? No, not Oliver. Please, sir, may I have some more? Oliver. Please, sir, may I have some more? Thought is pure energy. An individual is either consciously focusing on that more positive, feel-good vibration of joyful thoughts, or quite simply, they are not. So I'm going to ask you to answer some questions just quietly within your mind. See how it feels. What's the first thing that comes up? How's life? How's the universe treating you? Are you experiencing joy throughout the day? How do you feel about the current political landscape? Ooh. That, that really pushed some buttons right there, didn't it? Are you happy, 
truly happy to your core. Now, for the record, we want you to answer each of those questions by affirming awesome. Awesome. Everything's so great. I'm excited for more or an answer somewhere along those lines. Yet we know that sometimes the answers might be, eh, well, you know, it's okay. Could be better. I just can't stand it. You're getting the gist. So I came across an affirmative prayer from Dr. Ernest Holmes. And I thought that it really served our purposes for this morning. And the affirmative prayer is, is for itself, it's for success and abundance. However, I, I tweaked it just a little bit to be more inclusive of all the four corners of life. And I wanted to bring it in to our service because along with it being about success and abundance, it's about being in harmony with the joy, with the right action, the positive energy so I'm going to share it with you now, and I'm going to invite you to just close your eyes and feel and accept these words for yourself. Here's what he wrote. I am surrounded by pure spirit, by God, the living spirit. My thought is God's thought and is the law unto the thing where unto it is spoken. Everything that I do shall be a success. I am led guided and inspired by the living spirit of love and right action. I am compelled to move in the right direction and to always know what to do, where and how to do it. I am surrounded by right action. I am filled with the consciousness of right action. Right action is success in all that I undertake to do. I am successful in all of my undertakings for help love, and wealth, and I am amply rewarded for all of my efforts. I am surrounded by divine substance, which is always taking the form of an infinite supply of divine good and always manifesting itself to me in the form of whatever my need may be at the time. I always have an abundance of right relationships, vibrant health in body and mind, and the activity of the energy of God manifesting as spiritual and physical currency and an abundance of whatever it takes to make life happy and opulent. There is a continuous movement towards me of love, well-being, and supply of all that I need to express the fullest life, happiness, and action. I have an inner understanding of my place in the universe I know that it is unique. The divine has not incarnated in anyone else in, in just the same individual way that it has in me. I am unique and forever individualized. Therefore, I do not need to imitate anyone or to long for good that belongs to another. All good is now mine and is now manifest in my experience. I do not compete with anyone, for I am and remain forever myself. This self is united with all self, but is always an individual and unique self. There is that in me which all people recognize as worthwhile and desirable.
desirables, and everyone whom I meet loves that self of mine and recognizes its divine fruit. I draw all toward me, and those whom I can benefit and those who can benefit me are irresistibly drawn towards me. I do not strain, will, or coerce. I know. The truth makes me free from the fear of loneliness, illness, poverty, or bondage, and emancipates me from the thought of any kind of limitation. I see that relationships, health, and money, like everything else that is desirable, must be a spiritual idea, and I know that I have this idea right in my mind at this moment. I shall always have this idea of love, health, and abundance. It is mine, and I take it. The opportunity for self-expression, love, and help is always open to me, and I am at all times compelled to know and accept and operate upon this opportunity. I have love because I am love. I have health because I have health. I have abundance because I am abundant. All that the Father hath is mine. And so it is. Amen. So we have to ask again, how's life? How's that vibration working out for you? Are you experiencing just a little more joy now throughout the day? How do you feel about the current political landscape? Are you happy, truly happy to your core? See, did you experience just the slightest upward shift in energy, that up-leveled thought and consciousness and vibration? leading you to answer these questions. Awesome. Awesome. I'm just excited for more. See, you did that. You felt a little shift in energy because at that point you got centered in your core self, in your soul, in your consciousness. And you were able to answer the question not from the level of respect, but from the level of pure spiritual energy. You answered it from the core of the affirmative heart the title of this morning's lesson, The Affirmative Heart. So I've got a great story for you this morning. I love this story because it is a true story. And as it unfolds, you're going to say, no, it's not. And I'm going to remind you that, yes, it is. So I'm going to request now that you go and you look it up. And the story is about a fella, let me see if I can find his name, who, who growing up, this fellow by the name of Larry Waters, all he wanted to do was fly. He wanted to be a pilot of some kind. And he applied to the Air Force to be a pilot, but it turns out that Larry Waters had poor eyesight. And so he was turned away. Now, this guy loved flying so much that he bought a house directly in the flight path of LAX only for the reason so he could watch the planes take off and land. Now that's commitment. But one day, Larry had an idea. And the idea he just knew was going to help him realize his dream to fly. So Larry started putting this idea into action. And the first thing he did was he went out and he bought 45 weather balloons. 45 weather balloons. 
from a local army surplus store. Then Larry went out and bought enough helium to fill the 45 weather balloons. And he ties those weather balloons to an aluminum lawn chair that sits in his backyard. Then he tied the armchair via kind of an anchor rope to the bumper of his car. Now, Larry thought that he would float up about 100 or 150 feet above the ground. And then once he had his experience of flying, he would take his little BB gun that he had and shoot one or two of the balloons and just float right back down. Makes perfect sense. So Larry sits in the, sits in the lawn chair, cuts the anchor, and then proceeds to float up. Not 100 feet, not 150 feet, but somewhere between the 10 and 15,000 feet mark, Larry floated into the air. And he floated directly into the path of LAX's airspace. True story. Larry Richard Waters, or his, he would later be known, the lawn chair pilot. Now, Larry's story has a somewhat happy ending because pilots flying into and out of LAX reported on July 2nd, 1982, that to the tower that there was a man floating in an armchair with a BB gun. <laughs> LAX dispatched a helicopter who confirmed sighting, the sighting and rescued Larry by flying above him dropping a, and dropping a rescue rope. Upon landing from the rescue, Larry was promptly arrested for violating the airspace, not for being other adjectives I could use. However, what I found interesting was that while, while being hauled away to jail, a reporter asked Larry, why'd you do it? What made you float in the air? And Larry replied, a man can't just sit around. That was his official response. A man can't just sit around. See, the moral to this story is, you can complain about being arrested, or you can express the joy and being able to fly. <laughs> so we're going to ask that you look at your affirmation card this week. And the affirmation card is from Benjamin Disraeli, who said, nurture your mind with great thoughts. To believe in the heroic makes heroes. And I want you to take a look at your path, whatever is going on in your journey right now, whatever is before you, are you looking at all of it from that affirmative heart perspective? You know, we, we couldn't help but notice when we said, how do you like the current political landscape? It was like, thud. The energy started out up here, and then it was like, thud. Guess what? That current political landscape is only temporary. And the more we focus on that current political landscape, the longer it's going to take to become something different. We've all had politicians one way or the other that we didn't care for. 
and that's okay. But our role is to begin focusing on the affirmative. Our role is to look at the affirmative part and say, you know what? Everybody that has an opposing difference of political view than mine is still that expression of source energy. They might not be expressing it or living it at the level that I choose to live it and express it, but that's okay. They're providing the contrast. Now I'm going to provide the light. Because when we get into the nitty gritty of why we don't like the current political landscape, what are we doing? We're operating on the negative side. Give me a solution. Don't tell me the problems that I already know exist. So when we're looking at all of our journey from the affirmative part and you're looking at what's going on for you, begin thinking about, well, am I approaching this task, this goal, this dream, this vision from the perspective of what my heart wants to positively say about this? Am I nurturing my consciousness with the energy, the thought, the memories that support my new vision? Am I surrounding myself, my journey, with people, with individuals that support this vision? Or am I remembering what happened the day before? What happened last year? What kept me from achieving this goal? Or rereading re that story on the internet how, about how it went so bad for someone else. This is the time to nurture your energy. If you want to operate from the affirmative part, you have to feed it, nurture it with some affirmative affirmations, some affirmative energy, some affirmative experience. See, that's our goal. That's our role. And we have to be mindful that we're the only ones that are going to feed our affirmative heart. Now, we can seek things that inspire us. We can seek positive interactions. But we are the ones that are in charge of the thoughts that we continuously play within our mind. So you want to have that heroic experience. You want to have that experience where hopefully you're not floating in the air like Larry but you're achieving your dream, please go achieve your dreams. Just do it legally. And you have to let all the negativity go. You have to move out of that frame of reference of societal speak, which says it can't be done. You have to move out of that frame of mind that says, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too whatever. And you have to begin to say, you know, this is my calling. This is what I feel needs to be done. And if I'm feel, feeling that it needs to be done, that I want to do it, that means no matter who supports me out here, the whole of the universe supports me here. The whole of the universe. Therefore, I have to begin working with that process because the universe responds, responds to what I offer. Albert Einstein said, the most important decision we make is whether we believe whether we believe we live in a friendly or hostile universe. The most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or hostile universe. Now, I live in a friendly universe. I don't believe that there's government conspiracy, conspiracy out to get me. 
I don't believe that dominoes is a hidden whatever. I believe in the power of the everlasting presence of spirit operating as you, the individual. I believe that this power operating as you as the individual can and will achieve all things as you set your mind to it. I believe that no matter who you are in this nanosecond of time, it's infinite. You can say, let's do something. You can say, let's, let's start over. That's what I believe. It's what I know. And I've seen people do that over and over again. But it's a matter of choice. And it's a matter of that conditioning of where you're currently focusing your consciousness. You know, we all know some, one or two that have that propensity to think less than the affirmative. Politically correct, how they say. Less than, they think less than the affirmative. And that's okay. That's okay. But watch them sometimes. Be, be an observer, not a judger, but an observer. And what you're going to see is that conditioning has put causation into movement. And that movement is doing nothing other than following the direction that they themselves have put forward by the negativity that we're offering. And the only way to change that movement, to change that flow, is to change the thought, the energy, the affirmation that we're offering to the universe. This is the purpose of the affirmative art. You know, we're doing finishing up the 4T class right now, the, the, the Stretton Smith movement, or the work from Stretton Smith, and Stretton does a powerful piece within the 4T class about the heart-mind. The heart-mind. And he says there really are two minds, but if you focus and listen to your heartbeat, you can, and, and you can hear it say, the I am. Powerful I am. I am. So when we get out of our head, our heart. What does my heart want to say about this experience? What does my heart want to say about how I move forward into my goal, into my dream? Is my heart going to tell me it can't be done? No. Because your heart, that I am, that's the universe speaking to you directly. That's that individualized expression of spirit that Dr. Holmes wrote about for you and wrote about for me. It's that power that you are that says it can be done. Esther Hicks says alignment is remembering who you really are at the highest level. It's a difficult time. We can say it's a difficult time, not just for the consciousness of the planet or the consciousness of the country, but individuals. You know, we forget maybe sometimes, that with all the stuff that's going on around the world and in the country and all that great stuff, you have to boil that down, right down to the individual. And so now, when you begin adding on all the stuff everybody else is going through, their individual things throughout the day, that's when you want to say, remember to stay in alignment. That's the direction to stay in alignment. To stay in alignment with 
So how do we do that? How do we stay in alignment? Well, we, we started off real simple with the affirmative part. We do that affirmative prayer work. I talked about the, mo the mala beads, the affirmative prayer beads. Let me tell you something. When I see something on Facebook or the news, I'm just affirming it. I, I have to keep my mind focused because I too, as everyone else can, can get caught up in that energy. And that takes me further out of alignment. But nobody's going to call me and say, you're out of alignment. I have to be mindful to do that myself. I'm going to expect the power of the universe to flow, work through me, expanding my joy, my happiness, all that wonderful good. Then I at least have to offer the mindfulness very minimum, just the mindfulness to allow that to happen. Tony Robbins said, life is a gift and it offers us the privilege, opportunity, and responsibility to give something back by becoming more. See, every day you're becoming something more. The problem is, are you offering? Are you giving that out to the universe? We talked a little bit about lost and found, and we had a great group Friday when we cooked dinner for the youth at Lost and Found, and then we went out and we had a little fun afterwards at Lost once we got through all the traffic. But there was the expectation of all those there just to give a little bit of themselves in that brief interaction with folks that really had a lot of less than positive things they could focus on. Let's give what Lost and Found just that hour, hour and a half, we were able to share. We were able to give them something to, pot, to focus on that's positive. We were able to say, somebody cares. And that's not about, not about doing good. It's about allowing that energy that you are to come forward with something more. To come forward with grace, to come forward with joy, and just share it with individuals who need to got that, then you're working from that affirmative heart space. You're working from that space that says all things are possible. All things are possible. Great share a story with you about a fellow by the name of Jacob Atin. Jacob Atin. And Jacob, Jacob ordered, opened a medical clinic in Mar, South Sudan. And he said health care was desperately needed in his village because there wasn't anything at all. There wasn't anything at all. And it was especially personal for Atim, because at six years old, his parents were killed by the Sudanese Civil War. He lost his parents in that. And he had walked thousands of, thousands of miles from Sudan to, the, to Ethiopia. And there, once he got to Ethiopia, his nine-year odyssey refugee camp. Eventually, he was selected for a program to bring orphaned lost boys like him to the U.S. And at the time, he didn't even know where the U.S. was. But he accepted it, and he thrived, and he mastered English, and he graduated from Michigan 
Spring Arbor University, and he founded the Southern Sudan Healthcare Organization in 2011. He got a PhD for health services at the University of Florida, and his plan, his vision to make flight was just to gain the expertise to allow his clinic to become a model for the rest of the nation, for the rest of the nation. See, Zig, Zig, Zig Ziglar said, it's not the situation, but whether we react negative or respond positive to the situation that is important. So think about it. You've got an orphan in Sudan, no education, not Western education that we would speak of, and devastated. And all of a sudden, there's one opportunity. What did he say? He said yes. He said yes. And the universe responded. And from there, he became, he allowed that energy to flow, and he became something more. That's a phenomenal story. But it's a story that serves us. Because no matter where we are in our experience right now today, we can take that deep breath and say, well, you know what? If someone, if an orphan can do all that, I can lose five pounds. I can find that perfect mate on Match.com. I can transform the life and the love and the consciousness of those around me. I can do that. That's your call. That's your call. You are the sum total of everything that you have ever heard, eaten, smelled, been told, forgotten. It's all there. It's all there. Maya Angelou says everything influences each of us. And because of that, I try to make my experiences, my experiences positive. Try to remember the positive experiences. So look, we can't unforget the negative experiences. We can't unforget the positive ones either. What we can do is set a conscious intention to focus on the positive and to learn from those that didn't flourish the way that we would like. Follow that? So we want to learn from those mistakes, those errors, those not great interactions, so that we can set the intention to become something more, to live in that energy of always moving forward. There's a wonderful story about a lady by the name of, I have to find it, here we go, um, oh, here we go, Nola, uh, Nola Ox, Nola Ox, and in Nola Ox took classes at, from Kansas, Fort Hayes State University, in 1930, but yet she didn't get her diploma until 77 years later at age 95. She was a widow, great-grandmother of 15, and she decided to move from her farm to an on-campus apartment in order to complete her last 30 hours of history and art classes. And then folks said she just likes to study. She just likes to study. So she wasn't done. And in 2010, the 98-year-old passed her final exam. 
turned into 50 pages of research papers so that she could qualify for a master's degree. Don't expect a 98-year-old to just sit around. When we shift all that negative complaining, when we shift out of that mode and begin allowing the affirmative part to come forward, to come forward in its energy, to come forward in its expression, we can move mountains. We move mountains not with any physical exertion. We move mountains simply with the shift in our perception. That's how you move mountains. I get it. Some of the things that people want to accomplish, some of the obstacles they feel they may have right now, they appear huge, but I got news for you. They're no bigger than a thought. They're no bigger than a thought, and every thought within universal mind is the same size. It's just like Hicks says, you can demonstrate a castle as easily as a mountain. So whatever it is, we ask again, how are you approaching it? Are you approaching it from the affirmative part? always knows the direct. Are you approaching it are you approaching it from how? That which is already done, moved. Feels immovable because it's open. That's why it feels immovable. It's already completed. But the heart, the affirmative heart knows nothing is permanent. The affirmative heart knows all things can be accomplished once you moving in the direction of allowing that energy to flow. Allowing that energy to flow. Dr. Holmes said this. He said, we are all immersed in the atmosphere of our own thinking. This decides what shall take place in our lives. We are all immersed in the atmosphere of our own thinking. This decides what takes place in our lives. So, what we'll say to you that your thinking is phenomenal. What will say to you is that your energy knows no limit. What will say to you is that your ability, your ability to move mountains, no one has ever had the amount of ability you have right now, today, in this moment. That's what we're going to say. That's what we're going to affirm for you. That's what we're going to know for you. Now can you know that for yourself? Can you know that for yourself? Can you begin working with that for yourself? Because if you can, if you can, it will float into your dreams. It will float into your dreams. All we ask is that you do that with us. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me, multiplied abundantly.